Warning, the following podcast has been classified as insanely lucrative. Listener discretion is advised. If you actually click on their brand name, it'll show you all the products that they're selling, and then you can run some some tools on that, or you can go look at the data on those products and see what kind of sales they're doing. You might actually find some really good gold mines uh, within those products. Your attention, please. please. Listening to the AMPM podcast may cause recurring revenue streams and unfair unfair advantages over your competitors. Other side effects may include fatter wallets, fired bosses, and longer vacations. Listen at your own risk. Here's your host, seven-figure entrepreneur and online marketing madman, Manny Coates. Manny Coates. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the AMPM podcast. My name is Manny Coates. I am your host, and this is episode six. This is a continuing series from episode five, where in that episode, we talked about why you should sell on Amazon and how to research products. In this episode, we're going to be talking about how product sizes and weights uh, can cost you dearly. And we're going to also talk about products that you should avoid. So let's get started. When you're researching products that you want to sell, you want to choose small items. Why? Why small items? Well, a couple of reasons. A good one, though, is that Amazon charges you a lot more money to fulfill your orders if your product will not fit into what they call their large standard size box. So if you don't know what size that is, that's an 18-inch by 16-inch by 8-inch box. So it's like an extra large shoe box, as Scott Volker likes to say. The smaller the product, the more you can fit in a box as well. So you can get them shipped out to wherever you live or to the Amazon fulfillment centers for for a lot less. If you can put a thousand of them in a box versus like 10 things, you're going to save a lot of money. Weight should be a very serious consideration. So um, I'd recommend getting products that are under three pounds. One, two, maybe three pounds should be fine. Um, Anything over 20 pounds um, are going to be considered uh, oversized items. Okay, so the way Amazon classifies it, if it's over 20 pounds or it won't fit in that 18 by 16 by 8 box, um, it's going to be problematic. They're going to charge you uh, oversized item prices and that's going to increase your cost substantially. Here's the thing. What if the product is long? Let's say it's like like a mop, right? It's only one pound, so it fits the weight rating, but it's three feet long. Um, That's still considered an oversized item. You know, it's light enough, but it's just too long. So your fees are going to go way up uh, when things get oversized. So try to keep things small. Try to keep them light. And oh, by the way, Amazon, a lot of people don't know this, but Amazon only stores 500 units of oversized product to start. So if you have a really big item and you want to order a thousand units in the beginning, you know, to kind of keep things in stock, you're going to be a little hosed. If you want to get more than 500 units uh, or, or be able to have Amazon store more than 500 units, it's a process whereby you have to sell a certain amount every week for so many weeks before you can get an approval to get bumped up. So again, just try not to pick big items for your, your first product. Have I mentioned that enough yet? <laughs> Don't do oversized products. Let's talk about additional products to avoid. Okay, We talked about oversized products. We want to avoid other products to simplify things even further. So what are those products? So let's talk about some of them. For me, I'm going to tell you what I think you should stay away from. All right. The first thing, I want something that has no moving parts. All right. Think about this. Moving parts break. Things spin around. For example, a drone. 
Everybody's into drones, make a lot of money on drones. But I bet you a drone is certain to be returned the first time somebody flies their drone into a tree and it breaks, right? It's going to be a return product. So you're going to be dealing with tons of returns, tons of things that just might not work. The second category would be electronics. The drone is the, a double whammy. It's electronic and it has moving parts. But electronics could be potentially tricky. You're going to have circuits that just aren't working right. The batteries aren't right. There's just there's things that just constantly go wrong. So I'd probably stay away from most electronic items. The next thing, fragile items. All right, glass. Glass is just terrible. I, I would stay away from everything glass. I don't know what it is about glass, but no matter how it's packed, when the packages come from Amazon, they just break. It's always broken. Um, I had a recent order, in fact, where I ordered these mason jars, and two out of three mason jars crushed. And they were packed with a lot of uh, bubble wrap, so it's just something that I, I don't want to do. Liquids, yeah, they, those can be tricky. Another thing, I had some olive oil that I ordered three bottle, a three pack of olive oil from Amazon, and one of the bottles was crushed. Um, had oil all over the place. I would stay away from liquids. I would stay away from fragile items uh, like glass. And if you have glass with liquids in them, that's um, <laughs> that's even worse. So, all right, here's one that's probably the worst for me. And I know people are making a killing at this, a lot of them, but. Uh, they're experts at it. For me, I would stay away from clothing. All right. Why? Because there's tons of returns. Clothing. I mean, think about this. Clothing is never the same size. I buy pants and the same size waist never is the same for me. Right. I, th you, I put on a 34 waist. It's loose. I put on a 34 waist on another product or another, another brand. Boom. It's really tight. Can't even button it. Shirts. Same thing. I know women that will buy like three different sizes of the same shirt on Amazon. Try, the, try them all on, and whichever one fits, they keep. The other two, they return. And when you start getting returns, it starts affecting your account. An account with too many returns doesn't get looked at favorably by Amazon. So clothing, it's tough. Clothing also includes shoes and, and things like that. Now, I know some of you might know people that are, like I said, are just killing it with clothing because there's a lot of money to be made there. Um, everybody buys clothing. I, I buy clothing on Amazon, but it's tricky. So keep that in mind. So clothing, liquids, glass, or, or fragile items, electronics, um, what was the other one? Moving parts, anything that, that moves. Oh, um, sharp items probably would be something I would mention too. I don't know. I mean, I guess people can get hurt, right? If, if you're shipping something that's super sharp that can stab them. Or <laughs> um, I guess another product might be something that's, that's edible. Um, I know I mastermind with somebody that does really well with supplements and things like that but i just make sure you have your liability insurance in place you never know right when people are taking stuff they could be allergic so i know it sounds like man that's covers that's all the products but now there's a ton of stuff that you can sell out there you know millions of products so earlier i mentioned um, you should use amazon's best sellers list to see what products are hot right which ones are which ones were the movers and shakers which ones are the most hot selling products so I'm going to say it again because it's a, a really good starting point for for you guys. You know, start there. Check out the products. It'll give you ideas. And when you start clicking into the subcategories, you know, you'll you'll find something. Spend days if you have to uh, be finding that one product because you're going to spend months actually promoting it and growing it. And um, remember also, don't, don't look at just the top 100 products. Like if you're in the best sellers list, don't look at the top 100, right? You're almost never going to want to push something that's in the top 100. It's just going to be ultra competitive. Everybody sees it. It's just going to be 
harder than it should be. Think of it this way, right? Um, imagine that you are trying to get in shape and you're taking a, a kickboxing class or just a boxing class and you've been doing it for a week, two weeks, and then they put the world champion, the world heavyweight champion boxer in front of you to fight in a match. What chance do you have, right? <laughs> you don't have much. So that's kind of what you're doing when you're going against these top 100 brands or, or companies. You know, they have a lot of experience more than likely, right? They have the money. They've been making lots of sales. They're, they've got a lot of advertising uh, influence. So just don't do that. Just click into the subcategories of those products. Click into the subcategories of those subcategories. And just keep going deeper and deeper and you'll find some really good products. You'll be able to look at the, the data and say, wow, this thing doesn't have that many reviews and it doesn't have that much competition, but it's actually generating a good amount of sales. You know, I can, I can actually take a big piece of, of the pie here. So that's what you want to do. So by now, let's say you're making your list. You've got, uh, you're putting everything into a spreadsheet. You're keeping it nice and clean, right? But here's another way you can find some products. And a lot of people don't even know this. Did you know, for example, you can click into the brand name of a particular seller to see the products that they're selling. So, and this is awesome, right? It, it's great uh, for getting good ideas on, on what to sell. Because a seller, typically, they'll have a product and it's selling well, and then they'll expand into similar products or maybe they are now using the money that they're making to expand out into additional products and if you actually click on their brand name okay on the on the product page it'll show you all the products that they're selling and then you can run some some tools on that or you can go look at the data um, on those products and see where they rank how much how many reviews they have what kind of sales they're doing and you might actually find some really gold uh, really good gold mines uh, within those products you might find that one particular seller has, you know, 20 products and five of them are awesome and you want to get into it. So, you know, click on the, that brand name and check it out. I think you'll, you'll be really surprised. So here are a few more things you need to consider uh, when you're looking at a product. Okay, so first, let's talk about BSR. Okay, BSR stands for Best Seller Rank and it's based on units of products sold. So it's pretty simple. All right. If you sell more products than your competitor, you're going to have a better BSR than they will. So you're shooting for the low number, right? You want a BSR of one. One means you're number one in that category. A BSR of two means you're number two in that category. A BSR of 1,000 means you're further down. BSR 1,000 is still awesome, right? Because there's millions of products. So anyways, the point here is it's, it's very linear. So if a competitor has a BSR of 1,000 and you want to get to a BSR of 999 or better, then all you got to do is sell, you know, more than they do per day. You got to sell one more unit than they do. So that's the basics of it. Now, BSR is separate for each category. So, for example, toys is going to have its own products with their BSR. So the, the number one BSR product in toys is going to be, let's say it's a, uh, a Mickey Mouse doll. If you go and you look at, you know, beauty products, the number one BSR there might be a facial cream. So they both have a BSR of one, but they're in different categories. So it's not like all of the products all have, uh, are all grouped into one big uh, BSR group. They, every single category has its own BSR. Every main category does. I hope I haven't confused you yet. I know that, you know, when you're first starting out, uh, BSR, bestseller rank can be a little bit tricky. And a lot of people focus on BSR. Um, it's not I don't think it's as important as a lot of people make it out to be. It's great, you know, as a qualifier, right, to see where you rank so you can see how you are doing compared to your competitors. Typically, I would tell people when they're looking for products, 
when they're first starting out to find something that has or, or that falls within the BSR range of somewhere between 1,000 and 5,000. Okay, so and that's because if you go outside of this range, um, you might run into problems. For example, if you if you're going below 1,000, okay, um, meaning you're going to get into nine the 900s, 500s, 200s, whatever it is. So below 1,000, it's going to get more competitive. Okay, it's going to be more difficult to outrank the established sellers that are there. So if you you know if you try, for example, we we mentioned this earlier. If you're looking at the top 100 BSR products. They're, they're generating so many sales per day that in order for you to knock them off the pedestal to try to get ranked uh, under search results on the first page, it's going to be a lot more difficult. It might be near impossible to, to go after certain categories okay, uh, that in the top 100, at least when you're starting out. And that's what, that's what this whole podcast is about for, for beginners. So if on the flip side, if you're going too far above 5,000, the products there just might not have the daily sales volume that you want. It's not always the case. Certain categories are going to just sell less by default than another category. For example, cameras, the camera category, BSR number one on camera products is going to probably have a lot less sales than BSR number one in toys. So different categories have different sales volume units, so they have different numbers. I'll probably expand on BSR in another episode, but I think we've covered it sufficiently uh, for now. All right, guys, that's about it for episode six. Please join me in episode seven where we're going to continue the goodness. We're going to be talking about reviews and ratings and how that's really important to the success of your products. Uh, We'll also be talking about Alibaba, how to use it, what it is, everything about Alibaba. We're going to be talking about uh, the suppliers that are on Alibaba and how they can make your products unique. Uh, modifying something that makes it unique for your private label product. We'll be talking about images, the do's and don'ts, the things that Amazon allows, what they don't allow, things you absolutely need to avoid to make sure that your product actually stands out and looks good. We'll be analyzing your competitors' products uh, and their names, the product names, seeing what they're doing right and wrong. Are your competitors uh, doing fulfillment by merchant or by Amazon? We'll be looking at that. And keyword research in general. And that's probably one of the very most important things um, so that people can actually find your product and so that you can start ranking. So we'll be talking about all of this in the next episode. Thank you so much for joining me and I will see you next time. Take care. Bye-bye. You've been listening to the AM PM podcast hosted by Manny Coates. For more information, insider insider tools, tools, and to get the resources mentioned in this episode, visit ampmpodcast.com.